Welcome to another podcast, another episode of Uncorked with Team Corker. I am so honored to have Akeem from Vancouver with us today. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to, to connect as always. Yeah, we're going to connect. And this connection came to us from the juice truck. Our friends at the juice truck said, you have to get Akeem on the podcast. And I said, giddy up, let's jam. <laughs> and the beautiful thing is we went back and forth and I was just saying before we hit record that I actually feel like I polluted your inbox trying to send you so many notes and I didn't want to give up until you said no. And in fact, I think there was some disconnect in cyberspace and you actually didn't get several of the notes and I'm so glad I didn't give up because then you said yes and here we are today. Yeah, that was beautiful and I really appreciate the like the follow-ups and the, like the keeping going aspect of it because sometimes it's so easy to just stop and just be like, oh, he didn't respond and then you know, that, that's the end of it. So I love that. And I, I want to take that on a little bit more into mm. my life and how I approach the different things that I do. Mm. It's interesting to see as humans when we decide to give up, when we decide to stop trying, right? Yeah. You know, I was actually in a basketball game and I noticed that I was coming back to playing basketball and I, I was giving up instead of allowing myself to, to shine and get points, I would give up and I'd kind of just put myself out of the play. And it was like, oh, I probably do that a lot in my life as well. Mm, crazy. Well, I mean, I feel like the mindfulness and the mindset of these things, we can dive right into the work that you're doing in the world and, and what you're up to. And as I shared, I would love to get to a place where we're chatting about things that aren't on the gram, but you're doing some really cool stuff. So we have to talk about a little bit of what else we can find about you on the gram here. And mindfulness is part of that. So tell us what you're up to these days. So right now I am, I have my online business where I sell herbal products or ancestral healing products from St. Lucia. So we have about five products there now. And then also getting ready for our second retreat of the year, which is a New Year's Eve retreat in St. Lucia. And it's a journey beyond wellness retreat. So we're really focusing in on that and, and preparing the content, everything for that. And then also moving my own body. I slowed down of my training, my personal training that I used to do, but I'm still getting myself moving. And I just picked up capoeira mm. and I'm excited for, for the newness. Yeah, cool. Learning something new. When was the last time you learned something for the first time? Yesterday. Oh, <laughs> what did like, you oh, Basically every day. But yesterday I learned uh, something in Capoeira called the Pasaje, which is just the way to spin around basically. Yeah, I just learned that yesterday. Cool. And yeah. Okay, I want to hear about herbs. Where, what drew you to this and what, what are you selling? So my interest in herbs started around the end of my basketball career. So I was supposed to be at like the peak of my athleticism and just uh, my basketball career, but I was like feeling really heavy. I would get sick after every game because our coach would make us eat pasta and meat sauce and that just didn't uh, work well with me. Like I was just unsure about what to eat. And then I started to question like, well, I'm supposed to be at this high level of performance, but my body is feeling really painful. 
And, you know, I just wasn't feeling that good. And I just started to do research and it led me first. The first thing I really found out about was hemp seeds. Mm. And then from hemp seeds, it just like, I had to, I just slowly questioned everything that I was eating and just like how I was living in general. And then it brought me down the path to realize that there are these plants, these herbs out there that can be used for these very specific purposes. And it's like nature provides us with these beautiful plants that are going to allow us to bring out certain parts of ourselves. And since exploring those, those herbs, the different herbs, like there's maca, those are one of the first ones was maca, shilajit, and then now my products are sea moss, bladderwrack, soursop, blue vervain, and gully root. I was able to, to find when I know I want to have energy, I could take a herb that allows me to have more energy. If I want to relax my nervous system and just calm down and chill out, I could take a herb for that. Mm-hmm. And just to, it like made me really love nature mm-hmm. even more because I'm like, <laughs> nature's providing us with everything that we need. And it's like <laughs> such an, uh, an abundance out there. And it's just all limited on our mindset and our creativity and our ability to to learn and to explore really. Oh, beautiful. And I feel almost ignorant or it's maybe none of my business to ask such a question. Do you live by a plant-based diet? Yes, I do. You do. And yes. how long have you been on that journey? It's been about almost exactly three years, actually. Now that I think about it. Yeah, about three years. And has it impacted your relationship with body and self? Yeah, definitely. Uh, along the lines of the herbs, and along the lines of just exploring and being more creative because once your only thing that you know is is chicken and rice was like my main thing chicken and rice and eggs for breakfast like it was so easy it was so simple and i loved it at the time but once i decided to not eat that then i had to find different things to eat yeah and it just started me on like questioning and being curious and asking, oh, what else could I try? Oh, what else is out there? And then I explore my own heritage, the African heritage, when it comes to the, the food and the, the plant-based living. So a big portion of it is that aspect of creativity and having more fun. And mm. I'm more connected to food now. Like cooking is one of my favorite things to do. Mm. And it's just such a, I feel so much more connected and stronger within due to that connection. And it's not necessarily the plant-based foods, but it's more like that connection with the food. And I just so happen to be plant-based. Got it. Totally get it. I mean, I think it's a beautiful thing to honor what we put in our bodies. And it's a beautiful thing to have a relationship with that, which nourishes us. That is so mindful. It's so meaningful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, without it, how do we get to live these big, juicy lives that we want to live? Yeah. So obviously, physical movement has been really important for you. From your days as a basketball player, you're still, I mean, capoeira and beyond. You you move your body, it seems, constantly. And and you mentioned that part of the work you're up to is realizing potential and uncovering mm-hmm. our greatness. And so whether that's through the food that we put in our bodies or how you move your body, tell me what that journey has been like for you. Well, it's a big journey of curiosity. Like Curiosity is like one of the biggest things for me on the journey of just asking myself, is this in line with how I want to live my life? Is this in line with how I'm feeling right now? 
And when I ask that question, say when it comes to going to the gym every day and doing a workout program that's only designed to make me look a certain way, Mm -hmm. if I were to ask myself, is this in line with what I'm feeling right now with where I want to go in my life? Mm. And then the answer would be no at that time. So then I had to find a replacement. I'm not just going to stop. I knew it was something important for me and I love to do it. So it led me on the journey to ask, well, okay, then what else is out there? Mm. And then that's been the beautiful journey that led me to capoeira, to calisthenics, a lot of body weight movement. And yeah, just exploring the movement of the body, like down to the joint by joint level as well. Yeah, cool. And other than capoeira, how do you like to move your body? And what, you know, what does that look like for you sort of day in and day out now? So right now it's every in the morning, just a little bit of a stretch and just kind of giving my body what it, what it wants, what it's asking me of in that moment. And right now in this, in this current period of my life, it's a lot of just that, like giving my body what it is asking for when it asks for it. So in the morning, just a lot of stretching and mobility work and just getting my body to a place where it feels loose and limber and ready to go. Mm. And then that's the main aspect of it. I'm not doing too much working out right now. I do capoeira twice a week and then I play basketball once a week, which is something new for me. So it's really, this is for me the most kind of minimal that my movement has been, but it's really just, if my hips are feeling something, let me just stretch out the hips a little bit. If I'm feeling something in my back, you know, let me just be aware of how I'm sitting at my desk, you know? And um, so kind of more integrating the movement into my life instead of having movement as like a separate portion of my life that I have to like create time for. Right. Right. That makes sense. I think Mm -hmm. it's incredible because, you know, being someone who moves, who who did move your body so, so much and, you know, is a, a trainer and, you know, dare I say, having an obsession in that world, it can be tricky mm-hmm. to turn it over to really just listening to what your body needs and wants and, and acting accordingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely yeah. can be. I'm curious, how long have you been in Vancouver? Why do I, I feel like this isn't your motherland? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually, I was born and raised in Calgary and I've been in Vancouver oh. for about 15 years now though. Okay, Calgary. Hmm. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> for people not in Canada, Calgary's really chilly in the winters. <laughs> so you were born in Calgary, you came to Vancouver for 15, 15 years ago, and yes. does it feel like a place energetically that has supported the direction that you want to go? Yes, definitely. It's mm. it's such a like when I first moved here in high school, it basically I was like a young, I was like 15 years old, 14 when I moved out here. And I moved out here to get away from the, basically the distractions that were in my life in Calgary. Mm. And um, cause I was really focused on basketball. And so it provided me with that. And it's really been providing me with that ever since in the sense of when I came back to Vancouver after going away for a year or a couple of years, it's like, you're surrounded by nature and you're surrounded by like kind of healthy living and healthy lifestyle. So it's like a, a testing grounds, I kind of feel, where like, what's going on in Vancouver or what can I bring to Vancouver or like kind of test out in Vancouver? Because this is kind of where I feel in the health and wellness space, uh, a lot of things will come first or people are more open to it. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm really grateful to be in Vancouver. 
and to to be surrounded by this kind of vibe and energy. Cool. I sometimes it can feel, or I wondered if it f- could feel like too much already. You know, when you're with people that that do care, does it feel like it vibrates too high? And then as you were speaking, I'm like, I don't think there's such a thing. And the reality is, there's so much out there that I don't want to say goes against it, but it's really easy to the mediocre vibe of pulling us down is is real the gravitational pull to mediocre and so when there are more people vibrating high is it's a pretty sweet thing yeah so important that's one of the things that i'm really tuning in right now as i have like those those feelings of am i sharing too much like am i talking too much about this healthy living and this lifestyle and then it's like to recognize that the people who are talking about the non-so healthy living and the non-empowering lifestyles they're really loud and you know they're spending a lot of money on advertising and they're all over the place they're built into our systems and our organizations so it's almost like for me i feel like it's a it's a duty for me for us if we believe in what we're doing to like be loud like (laughs) share it don't be be shy absolutely i couldn't agree more yes please be loud i from a geography perspective, we're going to come back to being loud. I am curious with your ties to St. Lucia. You said that you are, you've hosted your retreats there. You're hosting a new retreat there and you're, you know, pulling some sweet herbs from your roots of St. Lucia. Tell me about that. So that's where my father is from. So that's where, uh-huh. yeah, my father and a, lot of the, a big portion of my family is from. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And, and it's interesting though, because I only started to get into like the the herbal aspects and the retreat and meeting my cousin, uh, Priest Kailash, after I came back from Colombia and had a bigger awareness of like treating myself and, and being mindful of my food and, and like what I'm eating. And then my dad said, hey, you know, you have a cousin there that <laughs> does all this stuff and he's a, like a master at this. So that's what led me to, to relating St. Lucia with the the herbs and the retreats and in that portion of it. Wow. Interesting. Cool. Well, I went to university with Guy. He's now a doctor. He was a phenomenal swimmer, a great human. And he was from St. Lucia and his nickname on the swim team was Island Boy. And Mm -hmm. whenever I think of St. Lucia, I just think of this sweet man named Nick and we called him Island Boy. And (laughs) of all the islands, you know Mm -hmm. how you have those you have those things and you connect the dots. And so what a sweet island. St. Lucia has made beautiful people. Yes. <laughs> okay. I want to dive into, you mentioned um, there are sort of three pillars to your retreats and also to your world and your work, which is movement, mindfulness, and nutrition. Mm-hmm. And I want to know, I'm totally putting you on the spot, but if there is one thing in each of those pillars that you think we could all be more mindful of or aware of every day, in our lives, what would you suggest one for each of those pillars? It's, it's interesting because you could use one as an analogy for the rest. Mm. So you could look at the nutrition, right? And what are you feeding yourself? It's just a question of, is what you're feeding yourself, is what you're eating in line with what you want to feel, mm. right? So you can just ask yourself that question. Is what you're consuming in line with what you want to feel? If you, you know, if you want to, let's say, lose weight and you're eating a lot more food than you were before, is that in line? You can just ask yourself those questions. If you want to be mindful of the the earth and the planet and you're eating in a way where like you're you're harming the earth and not worrying about sustainability, is that in line? Mm. 
Mm -hmm. Right. So then I look at that when it comes to mindfulness as well. Like, what are you thinking? Mm. Is it in line with what you want to feel? What are you speaking? Is it in line with what you want to feel? You can go to the movement. How are you moving your body? Like, how are you moving your physical structure? Is it in line with how you want to feel? Because a lot of us, we're, we know we don't feel good in our, in our movements and like we're sore and we've had this pain in our knee for years and we've just accepted it as it's always going to be there. So I just like ask that question is, are you feeding your, your body through movement in a way that's going to allow you to feel the way you want to feel? Mm. You know, are you feeding your mind in the form of thoughts, uh, the form of of language, of just the mindset of who you want to have around you and how you set up your environment. Is that in line? So I think it was just asking that question about just being mindful <laughs> of mm-hmm. the consumption, whether it's through food or nutrition, whether it's through mindful, like how are you filling your mind? Like what is your mind full of? Ask yourself that. And then what is your movement? Does it make you feel good? Yeah. And just that. And it all kind of goes back to, does this make you feel good? Like, do you feel good about what you're eating, what you're thinking, and what you're, how you're moving. Beautiful. I love that. One of my best friends is Danielle Laporte, and she loves to riff on your core desired feelings. And I think thinking about that in terms of our thoughts and our food and our movement, is it helping us feel the way we want to feel? Beautiful. I'm, I'm with you. I promised you that this would be 20 minutes and I have a few rapid fire questions that I want to throw at you before we wrap this. And I'm throwing these at you because I'm so curious of what's top of mind. So they're not trick questions and you don't need to think anything further than let me know what is on the top of your mind. And that's the perfect answer. Sounds Yeah. Good. Okay. I want to know the book that you're reading. I'm reading a book on comedic yoga and also expert secrets. Got it. I want to know a podcast you enjoy listening to. I am listening right now to Gary V's podcast, but actually I'm not really, actually there's a podcast called Million Dollars Worth of Game, which is the podcast that I'm, I'm listening to most right now. Cool. One Instagram account to follow? Prince Donnell. Oh, okay. You are in Vancouver. You're a proud Vancouverite. We love you for being in Vancouver. And if you're not in Vancouver or maybe visiting, or perhaps you are a Vancouverite and you're looking for inspiration, these are the questions that are for you. Akeem, I want to know your favorite place to eat a meal in Vancouver, other than your kitchen made by you, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I love Chow Veggie Express. And I also love Ramen Dambo. Oh. (laughs) I'm with you. Chow Veggie Express, the taro chips and dip are delicious. And your ramen joint is always line up out the door around the block. I wait every time. Oh, of course you do. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite experience of Vancouver? Favorite experience of Vancouver? That's a great question. I would say it was... Let's not do it so specific so it's actually like no one else could be able to experience it. It would be on my movement Sundays. Every mm-hmm. Sunday during the summers, we would get together and we would just move around and just enjoy each other's company. So that is the best, like hanging out at the beach, being by the bars and doing some movement and being with people who you know, have that similar interest and just want to connect and just want to grow and share together. Yeah, love it. Okay. And what about your favorite, I guess it's fall now, fall, winter, Vancouver activity? Oh, the fall is 
I would love to say getting into the forest because it's just like such a beautiful time to be in the forest. But even just like walking in some of these neighborhoods under the trees where the trees meet over top of the road. Yeah. I love those, those streets and those pathways. So even just walking down those paths. No, oh, gorgeous. Awesome. And is there one person in Vancouver that you're inspired by or you look to for you know, building community or good vibes? Yes, my good friend from high school, Spencer. Mm. He, he's a big inspiration and motivation for me. What's Spencer's last name? Spencer Sangara. Uh, we're going to tag him in the notes below. I love it. Sounds, sounds good. <laughs> All right. We wrap every podcast with one final question, and that is, Akeem, what is currently making your heart beat faster? Right now is just realizing our potential and even a little more specific is just recognizing that we're only really limited by how creative we are. Mm. So when it comes to we have a problem, it's like the solution is only limited by how creative you are. If you, you know, say you want more money or a certain kind of experience or, you know, freedom with your work or your job, it's like depending on how creative you are with it, that's going to impact what you get out of it. So I'm really tapping into that creativity and just like removing those limits that are on our mind and saying like, if we could just get a little more creative. Yeah, I love it. Well, here's to the creative genius that you are. Here's to realizing potential. And thank you for being you and all of you in this world. We'll make sure we link to your retreats and your goodness, your herbs below. And I just really, really appreciate people with high vibration that see the world as totally possible. And you're that person. So thank you for your time. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast. Pleasure to connect. And I just love, I love this connection. So give thanks for reaching out and thank you for your persistence. <laughs> Always.